Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven, alongside here with Brandon, discussing how sports can help shape who we are. Steve and I both have some overlap and some differences in what we played growing up, but we will take some time to discuss some of the memories we made throughout our youth. After reflecting on those memories, we want to dissect what kind of habits and life lessons those sports instilled in us and think on how sports may have impacted relationships in our lives. In between all this madness, we will take a quick break to update everyone on our personal ventures and then wrap up the conversation with the discussion on how we see sports playing a role in our future children. Dude, that, what an epic start to the episode. Dude, my phone will not stay still. Yeah, Phone falls down. Phone is just going nuts. Dude, this right, is why just... I have my like cool fancy stand thing. You know what? Sometimes life is hard, and you just got to roll with the punches. That's that's what the life is about. That's what we talk about here on the Everything Must Go podcast. I just wish my life wasn't so hard. Oh, we might have figured this out. Okay. <laughs> Dude, this is further proof that I'm the host. You're the host. <laughs> further proof. All right. So, uh, we get started off. What sports did you play growing up? I wrestled, played soccer, played basketball, and played baseball. And, just and to be, that's not in any specific order. I don't know why I did that order. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, too, this was like um, organized leagues, right? This wasn't. Yeah, so all of those were organized, and then I played like pickup football. Okay. I'm surprised that you ever played football <laughs> just with your <laughs> right? lack of knowledge. <laughs> Actually, even funnier, I always would try to play quarterback because that's like the only thing I liked doing. Was trying to throw. I couldn't catch a football worth shit, so I'd always just be the quarterback. And people would be like, "This guy knows nothing about football. Why is he going to be the quarterback?" <laughs> and then I would, I would actually, I was, I mean, I wasn't good by any means, but I had my moments. You had your moments. Um, for me, I played football, basketball, and baseball. So those were the three. I had one. You know, you have football in the fall, basketball in the winter. And then baseball in the spring and summer. So that was just year-round I was playing sports. So, Dude, I was waiting so much for a surprise in there. There's no surprise. I want you to be like, I also played badminton. Like, I would have been so sick if you were like, yeah, I played badminton. Honestly, dude, badminton was badass in gym class. We had an entire <laughs> section where we did badminton for like a month. And uh, me and this kid, were our, we would always... So they had like a tournament style so that you could keep the competition at a pretty even pace for people. And me and this other kid were always in first place, but we played these Russian girls who couldn't really speak English, and they kept beating us. But honestly, the reason they beat us is because you couldn't tell them exactly what the rules were because they couldn't speak English. So they got away with so much shit, and they were cute, so we let them. There we go. Um, do you, did you have any favorite, I, I'm guessing you did, I, I'm thinking you, baseball was your favorite, but I guess just for officially marking it, what what was your favorite sport growing up? Yeah. I mean, okay. So baseball is definitely my favorite sport. It's, it's by far the one I know the most about. It's by far the one I played for the longest, but I was really into soccer and basketball. Like I, I really, growing up, it would alternate like every other year pretty much for which one of those two I liked more. Now I was definitely better at soccer than basketball, but mm-hmm. basketball is just so fun that I, I don't know. And I played it with like some of my best friends too. So I just liked it a lot. 
Were there any sports that you wish you had played? Um, I've thought about this before. I think, I mean, I, I guess I also golfed too. Does that, I guess I didn't really think about that in terms of sports, but, but I, I, I never did it like organized or anything. Yeah. I was going to say you didn't, organize. are we talking about, are we talking about any like sports we've ever tried before too? Cause I hate that sport. Least no. favorite sport golf. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I would, I would say stick to organize cause otherwise you could say you played football too. <laughs> you oh, didn't yeah. actually play football. Dude, I was a really sick football player. <laughs> Dude, I was a quarterback, dude. Dude, I was a quarterback. Put me in, coach. Uh, oh, and swimming, too. There's another one. Um, yeah, I mean, baseball is definitely my favorite sport. And then basketball and soccer are, like, are close seconds. I, pay, yeah. I played a lot of, like, pickup basketball. And then wrestling I kind of hated, but I liked working out, so that yeah. was the fun part. What about you? For me, it was really weird because – depending on what season it was, that was my favorite sport. So when it was football season, football season was my favorite. When it was basketball season, basketball was my favorite, you know, so on and so forth. But I stopped playing basketball, so I didn't play it my seventh grade year, and then I played it like halfway through my eighth grade year, and then that was the last time I played it. I loved basketball, but I just – I was 5'11 in like eighth grade, and then I never grew again. pretty much so i was like a post guy but i i i kind of saw the court more like a point guard it just didn't really work out but um yeah i played quarterback in football i loved football i think if i look back on it the most passion i had was honestly probably for football which is surprising because i actually like trained for baseball and i even gave up football my junior year of high school to play just baseball um, I then went back my senior year and played football again and went to college and played football. But, uh, but I was, my goal was kind of like, I might actually, I could possibly maybe it might be a long shot, but possibly have a future with baseball. So that was kind of what I honed in on. Plus my dad was more passionate about it. So that's what we kind of did together. But honestly, looking back, I think I, I had the most fun playing, playing football. And then, oh yeah, I mean, I I had the most the most fun playing baseball too. Oh, two? I said football. Baseball also. <laughs> baseball also. I was no. like, as soon as I said, I was like, I know I just said something wrong. <laughs> Steven's <laughs> in classic <drunk>. fashion. <laughs> uh, but in terms of sports that I wish I did play, for some reason, I always really wanted to play tennis. Oh yeah, I I loved tennis in gym class and. Mario Power Tennis was badass. (laughs) Dude. Do they have a... Is there Mario Tennis on the GameCube? That's the only video game system I have. Because if they do, I should probably get it. Mario Power Tennis. Yeah, on the GameCube. There we go. Yeah, dude. When I come to Chicago, we'll we'll find it. You can find, like, game stores that still sell GameCube games. And you can get them for super cheap. So we got to find one, and then we'll... uh, I'll kick your ass in it. Uh, Dude, tennis is pretty fun. I, I love tennis, yeah. I used to play I, it every once in a while for fun with friends. Yeah, at uh at UT, I tried playing tennis a little bit just for fun, and it was a, uh, I mean, it's really tough, but it's because I have a lot of energy. I like it because I'm just like running all over the all over the court. So I feel like if I actually played it a lot, I would be okay at it. But yeah, it's re- the thing that takes a while to get used to is serving the ball, and I still don't serve it very hard. It's like pretty soft. Yeah. 
Well, the, the yeah, that serving part is the most tricky. <laughs> trying to get it within that little zone that you have to get it in is always the, the tough part. But um, I think, I don't know, I just always really liked it. Plus, it's like, it's super good exercise. You're basically like running shuttles back and forth <laughs> because, you know, if someone spreads you out on the court, I don't know. And, and doubles was always fun. Actually, my ex-girlfriend and I played against her mom and dad one time. And we got so competitive. They fucking beat us. I was pissed. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, the idea of my mom and dad beating me and a friend in any sport is actually hilarious. <laughs> I remember growing up, my cousin and I would play my dad and my uncle and, and pick up basketball. Well, it wasn't really pick up basketball. We would play me and my cousin against my dad and my uncle. And... They would fucking piss me off so much. I hated losing to them, and I would get, like, mean because I hated it so fucking much. I think you probably relate to that, too, because you're super competitive. But Oh, I'm I'm actually – dude, I am so competitive in sports. I would – dude, I was actually, like, just a jerk sometimes, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I hate losing. Um, do you have any specific memories as a kid? you know, playing, playing the different sports that you did? Anything that, like, really well, stands out to you? Yeah, actually, one thing that stands out to me a lot is that I never won anything. Like, my entire my entire sports career, I'd, like, gone to the championship before. I'd, like, gotten to, like, important games, and I never could clinch anything. I, it, it, it was – that happened a lot. Like, I remember we got in a baseball tournament. We got to the championship. We lost 10-1. to Got – or, no, 11-1. We got mercyed. That was really fun to get that far and then just losing the championship to an uncompetitive game. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was kind of a big story for me. So I, always, I, that's, I think that's the, it's the whole underdog thing in me that I always felt like I never won anything, and I'm super competitive, so you can imagine that was pretty frustrating. So that yeah. stands out a lot. But also what stands out a lot to me is um, most of my best friends from back home I met through baseball in one way or another. Yeah. I, um, some of my favorite memories were definitely the, the teams that I had, like I've talked to you about this outside of the podcast, but my little league team. uh, So for anybody who doesn't know baseball, when you're like, uh, I don't know, second grade till sixth grade, you play, you can play in little league depending on, you know, your, the region that you live in. Uh, and it's basically just like. A specific league set up there's like the little league world series is pretty big if you've ever seen it on on espn or anything but anyways i played little league and uh my fifth grade year my team uh they drafted a bunch of fifth graders and i had ear surgery that year so my i, I don't know what it was Wait, really yeah i had so this is the only surgery i've ever had so basically i'd had problems with holes in my eardrums and they had plugged them oh. up with tubes, but the the holes kept developing. So I actually, I don't you, for any on the live stream, you can probably tell a little bit, but my left ear is actually slightly lower than my right ear. Maybe you can't tell, but it's slow, slightly lower because they cut off a piece of my left ear and used that skin to plug up the hole. Wow, I'm like just learning about this. Like what? I swear it's I've crazy. told you this before. You, you pro- honestly, you probably have. <laughs> but I feel like it doesn't sound familiar, so maybe you haven't. But 
for whatever reason that like threw my whole depth perception off that year and then my confidence was all out of whack so we were just dog shit my fifth grade year my sixth grade year though all of us that were fifth graders were now the oldest kids in the league we had the best player in the league then we had me who was arguably the second best player in the league and then we had all these other really talented guys like the the all-star team at the end of the year was pretty much all of our sixth graders (laughs) Like, that's how good we were. We were the only team that ever won, like, the – the so all of the first-place teams in the Little Leagues across, like, the suburban area of Minnesota played in one league, and we won that tournament. We were the only team that had won that tournament. And they actually changed the rules of the Little League because of our team to where teams had to draft new players every year so that people couldn't, like, draft for the future, which is funny to think about in, like, a Little League (laughs) setting. But that was, like, one of the best things. Uh, And my dad videoed, like, all the games, and he put music behind the stuff. So when we were kids, we used to watch them all together. That's really good memories. And then – yeah, I don't know. We had a, a game, a football game my senior year of high school where uh, we, I mean, we were dog shit. My football team was. We were just so bad. And uh, to the you point You guys needed me like, at the quarterback. Yeah, we needed you, <laughs> even though that was my position. <laughs> um, but we were just so bad. It t- we, were, we were so bad to the point where I was like, why did I decide to play football again? <laughs> this was just awful. But we played this one team. We were supposed to lose. Somehow we were keeping with them. We were beating them. And then uh, I think they were up by like one or two or something. And we were driving down the field. On a fourth down, I threw a touchdown pass to this guy who made an incredible catch. And that was the game winner, basically. And it was Hell yeah. like so badass because no one was giving us any credit. We were the underdogs. And then we ended up losing every game after that <laughs> Dude, that that actually reminds me of something that did happen to me when I was so like there was a was it the sixth grade team or seventh grade team whatever in the league there was yeah there was one that was a year older than us and then we were the younger team in the league but we were both in the same the same we were both in the same Akron Akron league and. Okay. There, they were obviously the older team was obviously better than us. They were like one of the best teams in the league, and we were not really that good. We probably, I think, we finished the year like six and fourteen or something. Like we weren't particularly that good because we were the younger age bracket in there. But when we faced the older team from our school, we were actually beating them by nine runs. And if we scored one more run, we were going to mercy them. And it was like, oh my god! And guess who comes up to bat? with a chance to drive in the run to mercy the team, me. So Hell I'm yeah. I'm about ready to go up to bat, and they put in this guy who I sort of got somehow, he was like six foot five when he was 11 <laughs> years old. I don't even know how this guy was so big. And I remember just looking at him and being like, oh my God. And this guy threw so fast that, I mean, I, I like they were obviously very worried about getting embarrassed, so they put in like their best player. Right. So I go up to the plate, and I'm like, oh, man, this is my chance. There's a runner on third base. All I have to do is put the ball in play, basically, and this guy's going to score. So that's all I'm thinking about. Put the ball in play. Put the ball in play. So then what happens? I actually do put the ball in play, right? So I make contact. But I, of course, when I do that, the, the third baseman runs up, grabs it, throws the guy out at home, and then 
I think throws me out of first base or something. I don't even know what happened there. But the inning ends. And then the team comes back, and I think Mercy's us. Oh, no. <laughs> In the last two innings, they come back and score, like, 20 runs, and we score nothing. Uh, that is not was, where I expected the story I to go. Know, dude. I know. That I, always, I like this story, though, because it's the classic example of how I felt like my sports career always was. It was, like, those moments. Because I, I, I feel like I was always up, and I was always clutch. I always got the clutch hit, but then something always happened. Like one time, <laughs> I got the clutch hit at the end of the game, and the the winning run when it came around got thrown out at home plate. So we went in extras and then we lost. So I got like this the, the game winning hit, but the guy got thrown out at home plate. So in extra innings we ended up losing. So that was sweet. I just fuck. Like I always had those moments happen, but specifically that older team one that always stands out to me because when you're when you're uh, a young kid, you always have this, uh, like, I mean, I think we always have this, but this idea of overcoming, like, the bully or overcoming the, the giant that's in front of you. Yeah. And we legitimately, like, that would have been the best story to walk into school and be like, we mercied the older team. They were freaking out so much. And you could just tell, like, they were yelling at each other on the field. And that moment was stripped from me. And I came so close. If I would have hit it just a little bit further right or a little bit further left it would have been the game winning hit well it's it's so funny because i just think back to these times and you know you you never know where you're gonna go when you become an adult but everyone i remember like we had in our league people were like oh this kid this guy is gonna be a professional because he was just he was like a man amongst boys in the league it was just like he he just matured faster than everybody else so no wonder he was so good but uh i just remember it ended up being such a big deal like the parents getting so involved it's because like sports were put on this such as high pedestal so as a kid they were so important so these moments were like hugely impactful as a kid um and so I just like look back at them and I, I mean, I have more memories that I could recall. I don't really want to sit here and talk about all my glory days, but <laughs> I'll save that for when I have kids. <laughs> the glory days. Those are definitely not the glory days for me. I, I never look back and I'm like, man, take me back. I mean, don't get me wrong though. Playing baseball, like that was easily some of the best m- memories and times of my entire life. Like I absolutely loved just being outside in the summertime, not having homework, knowing that I could like sleep over my friend's house and wake up the next day and then go to the game together. Like, so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Do you do you remember like watching sports? Any like like specific moments as a kid when you were watching sports on TV or you went to a game? Like anything that stands out to you with that? Yeah, actually. So, (laughs) a little bit of context. My dad played a lot of sports. He was he's always been a huge sports fan. He's he's a bigger sports fan than even I am. I didn't give a shit about sports for the first seven years of my life. Like, my parents signed me up to play soccer when I was four or five. Hated it. I was like, no, thank you. Not not doing this ever again. I tried wrestling. I was like, hate this. Never want to do this again. And then seventh grade, or not seventh grade, when I was seven years old, I started playing, or I, I played baseball. And in that league, I was horrible. If you go to my Instagram, at Stephen Russell B, my most recent picture... <laughs> Oh my is gosh! Of Every me from damn that episode. <laughs> hey guys, at Stephen Russell B. I'm just surprised you didn't say. <laughs> I'm just surprised you didn't say 
uh, Stephen Russell B with the V, not that PH shit. Uh, <laughs> That's your new yeah. thing. Well, I, yeah, I've, I've just become bigger than the podcast. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, that picture on there is from me playing on that team, and I was so bad, like, way back then. But um, it was during that year. The reason why I got super into baseball was I started watching the Cleveland Indians, who are – that's my favorite baseball – it's my favorite sports team in general. Yeah. But I started watching it, and Jim Tomey became my favorite player. And my dad actually intentionally pushed Jim Tomey on me because he thought Jim Tomey was a good role model because he always stayed out of trouble. He always had a big smile on. He was like a, like a really lovable player. Mm-hmm. So – my dad would always be like, oh, yeah, Jim Tomey, he's cool, right? Like, look, at he has all these home runs. So my dad, like, legitimately pushed the Jim Tomey agenda, <laughs> and he's still my favorite player of all time because I would watch him, and I was like, I want to be like him. I want to hit the home runs. I want to – so I would, I would emulate his batting stance. I would wear his batting gloves. Anything he would do, basically, I was just a copycat of Jim Tomey. In fact, I then learned how to bat left-handed. So I actually, when I came back – uh, one or two seasons later, I was a switch hitter because I taught myself how to bat left-handed, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. I mean, switch hitters are super valuable in baseball. So, I mean, were you yeah. any good at it? I was, but then I gave up at it because I was like, all right. Basically, my dad was like, okay, so you could be a switch hitter and not be that good at either side. <laughs> or you could just give up batting left-handed and actually – because part of the reason why I did it was I actually had gotten – I got pretty good over the next two years where I was one of the better players in the league, so I just decided that I'm going to add this extra challenge because I'm just obsessed with always pushing myself. So right. I decided that I want to try to become the best left-handed hitter in the league. And I got decently good at it, but, yeah, I did the right thing by just giving up. <laughs> I was, was stupid, stupid. I was just a left-handed hitter. I didn't, I didn't hit right at all. My dad, like, forced it on me because he knew how valuable <laughs> left-handed hitters were. So You want to be the new Babe Ruth. Yeah, he told me <laughs> He told me a story about uh, when I was in T-ball, they tried to – I went up to bat batting left-handed, and I was just awful because I still was trying to get coordinated with it. And they kept trying to switch me to right-handed, and he, like, had to come out on the field and be like, no, no, he's a lefty. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's pretty rough, actually. Yeah, uh, my dad took it very seriously. Um, I remember one specific. Uh, well, so for football, my favorite player of all time was Eddie George, running back for the Titans. So he made my favorite. Oh yeah, Eddie George. Favorite team of all time, <laughs> the Titans. So I remember them going to the Super Bowl, which was huge. But on one of Eddie George's last games as a Titan. It was on my birthday, or it was like around my birthday, and it was against the Baltimore Ravens. It, it, people don't know this. It's fine. I'm just going to recall this because it was <laughs> such a huge memory. I think it actually was on my birthday, and the Ravens had kicked the Titans' ass so many times. Ray Lewis, people were like talking about how he was in Eddie George's head, and Eddie just couldn't get over it. And I was like, fuck that. Eddie George is the man. He's going <laughs> to kick Ray Lewis's ass. You guys just wait and see. So there was a play where Eddie George ran to the left, and Ray Lewis came up on him, and Eddie George took his arm, pushed, stiff-armed Ray Lewis under his shoulder pad, picked him up, and threw him on the ground, and then they got in each other's face. And I was like, fuck yeah, baby! Eddie George, <laughs> baby! It's my man! <laughs> 
and uh, the Titans won that game and then lost to the Patriots, who also won the Super Bowl yet again this year. So great, Classic. great times. <laughs> Dude, oh, yeah. I, every time Jim Tomey would hit a home run, I, 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 would, I distinctly remember like games where he would hit home runs, and I'd just be stoked. Like, I remember actually being in the front lawn one of the times where he, Jim Tomey hit an over 500-foot home run. Oh, and yeah. my dad came outside and told me that, and it was equivalent to, like, I just had sex with the most beautiful woman in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? This is like, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, I just loved, I don't know. I just, it was awesome. Did it got me go so to, motivated to keep playing baseball. Did you uh, go to a lot of baseball games as a kid? Uh, you mean, like, go to Cleveland Indians games? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not, like, too, too many of them, but enough of them because it was – I love those. I mean, the 90s Indians were so cool. Yeah. They were so good, even though they were all on steroids, like almost 100%. (laughs) Yeah. See, baseball is my favorite sport to see live. There's something about the atmosphere. I mean, basketball is pretty sweet, too. I hate football live. Football is a total TV sport, which is, I think, why it's so popular, because it's just so awesome on on TV. But but baseball, just like the – it just feels like you're part of history. I don't know. There's just, it's also like a really good atmosphere for like talking to friends. Cause there's a lot of kind of standing around the games might take a little while. So if you go with buddies, it's you get that kind of, I don't know, like a hangout experience. Whereas as opposed to like basketball, there's action every two seconds, but it's also like, are they going to play any fucking defense? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but so kind of going back to our time as quote-unquote athletes, um, what kind of habits do you think your athletic career stuck with you? Do you, do you th- I, Can you think of any? Yeah. I know actually uh, – so there's a couple, but one for sure is just being active. Like I know for a fact I'm, – I'm so hyperactive. Like <laughs> anyone who knows me, I'm always like, like – I'm all, I'm all over the place. <laughs> like – um, I think that me just continuing to stay active has just felt like a necessity because I would burn out so much energy growing up by running around in the front yard, like playing catch, diving for balls, playing basketball. I, I was always playing pickup sports growing up. That was so important to me. And I just, like, that's why now I, I don't play sports very often. So that's why like, I have to go to the gym. Otherwise, I just go nuts. Like, I just yeah. need to. I need to let loose. And to me, just like being active a lot has come as a result of just always playing sports growing up, which of course has come with me having like back issues and feeling (laughs) like my body doesn't always feel the best, but at the same time, like definitely being active. And then my competitive nature definitely originated from sports undoubtedly because I hated people thinking that they were better than me just because they could run a little faster, hit the ball a little further, make a better shot. Like, that used to drive me crazy. Definitely fueled my competitive fire. And then also that feeling of you're important, but you're just you're kind of nothing by yourself. Like, sometimes, sometimes in life you need a team to become something. Mm-hmm. So just the value in having camaraderie in your life. Like, I've I've – I've struggled later on in life sometimes having friends because I just, it was so easy to make friends growing up because I was always a part of a team. When you're a part of a team working towards a mutual cause, you tend to like really bond with those people. And I've had a tough time recreating that later on in life. 
But I think like I, I saw such a value in it that nowadays it's something that I strive for. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I think definitely the being active and working out, especially with football, the lifting weights was a uh, was a huge thing. So uh, I kind of developed it. Um, I, I liked working out because of that. Now, I was always kind of honestly, my dad kind of scared me with lifting weights because he had talked about it could stunt your growth if you do it too early, and he had talked about how. You need to be careful with lifting your shoulders or doing arm exercises because you don't want to mess up your pitching arm. And uh, so I kind of wish I would have ignored some of that because I feel like it uh, soured me to some of the working out. But the biggest like habit I think that I learned was definitely from baseball was, well, I'm still kind of learning it to be honest, but when I look back, I realized that that's kind of what the game was teaching me and that's consistency because baseball when I when I had a routine I was like practicing regularly with my dad and I was doing the same kind of steps to be successful I felt like I was in a zone I was confident I was I could always be one of the best hitters on the team you know I would always come up clutch when I was in that place I I really thrived but then what would happen was I would get in that place and be like, oh, sweet. Now I just got to kind of let things work the way they work. And I would stop doing the things that got me to that place of thriving. So then I'd kind of have a collapse and then I'd have to work extra hard to get back to the place where I could thrive again. And I kept going through this cycle over and over again. And I think it's super comparable to life where if you just remain consist- consistent on the things that – uh, just kind of set you up for success or help prepare you or help take care of you, um, you're, you're going to have a better chance of thriving in life. And then once you get into that zone where you are thriving and you're kicking butt, don't stop doing those things that got you there. You know, keep up with those things, keep consistent with those things. And you're not always going to, like sometimes life is just going to kick your ass because you can't control a lot of things in life. But for the most part, if you are consistent with these routines and procedures that you uh, that make you happy and, and healthy, I think you you have a better chance of handling anything life throws at you. So, consistency is actually a really good point because it's something I actually thought about saying because for me, I would see results when I would put in more time, like when I would practice. So if I practice my shot a lot, or if I because I was always tinkering with things, so there would be some aspect of my game in a certain sport that I wasn't good at. So I would basically just hone in on that, and I would just keep practicing it. I'd, I'd like try to get my dad to let me practice my soccer shot or have me like work on a pitch over and over again. And when I would do that, I would tend to get results. And when I got lazy or I stopped focusing on one thing, I would notice that that would start to suffer. Yeah. And I feel like that that aspect has held true later on in my adult years where – if I'm not focusing in on something, I do tend to get too complacent and then I start seeing that people are getting ahead of me on something. So building in that sense of a routine and realizing that you've, you can't just like in a few days, you can't solve all your problems. Like you got to keep consistently working at things, especially in baseball, your swing. If you get that thing out of whack, like it is, I don't think for people who have never played baseball before, 
It's one of the weirdest sports ever because no matter how good you are, you could somehow just screw up the smallest mechanic, like just a little hitch in your elbow or something, and it's just you can't hit anything. Yeah. Like literally, you and then it gets in your head, becomes psychological, and you're like, what? You don't even know who you are anymore after a while. You, <laughs> you feel like you don't even deserve to be called your name anymore. Right. And then the complete opposite happens sometimes, where it feels like when someone throws a pitch to you, it's like this just gigantic moon coming at you, where it's like there's no way you're going to miss it. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's it's just a, it's a really crazy sport, and that's why, through my failures of baseball, like you get out so often, like I've just realized, in life it's okay to just fail sometimes because eventually you'll have a hot streak. <laughs> that's how I feel like baseball is the best parallel to life. I mean, the best players in the game. This is such a cliche that everyone says about baseball, but the best players in the game fail seven out of ten times, but three out of those ten times are really fucking good. And I think mm-hmm. that, that, you know, there are a lot of actual success stories of people, um, you know, authors or actors or whatever, like John Hamm, I've talked about a couple times in past uh, podcast episodes. He wasn't a successful actor till he was like in his 40s. You know, sometimes it just takes a while. You, you can get knocked down over and over again. And then just a couple things go your way. Maybe you find a way to be consistent, all this stuff, and things just kind of start working. Um, but you're absolutely right. I remember so many times where I just, I had borderline meltdowns because I was just so pissed at how shitty I, I like, I lost all my confidence and then I'd work my ass off, get my confidence back. And then it was, yeah, it looked like a fucking beach ball that I, I could hit right <laughs> right. in this little pebble. Um, and then I, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It was Baseball definitely had these high highs and low lows, but I think it's kind of intended the people who do it best kind of stay in the middle area. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> that's I, why I wasn't I successful. Think, <laughs> dude, I definitely think baseball is like the perfect sport for me to play because it, it the, the thrills and the highs and the lows, like it is basically exactly how life is. And there's day, it's all in your head too. Like so much of it, like there's days where – I knew my swing was out of whack, so I would be sitting on, like, getting ready for the game, and I would just be, I used to pitch, too, so, like, I would just go into the game being like, I don't have it today, like, I just, I I already know I don't have it today, and I'm so worried to even, like, step on the field at all, because I'm not going to throw any strikes, or I'm going to swing and miss at every pitch, and it's just, it's such, it's so weird in that way. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to say about lessons or anything that this uh, that sports taught you? Um, no, no. I, I think we can. Do you want to do a couple of questions? Yeah, absolutely. We had a couple of <laughs> questions come in via Instagram, <laughs> which real quick me- want to mention this. So we've asked you guys a lot to email us or give us a voicemail. Again, if you want to, that's fine. EMGpod at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. But now we're going to try to incorporate Instagram a little bit more. Uh, we will put up a question on our stories, whether it's through the EMG Pod email or EMG Pod Instagram, uh, Steven's Instagram, which is Steven Russell B, uh, and then my personal Instagram, Brandon Flippin' Music. We'll throw up the, the topic and just ask you guys some questions super easy if you see our story just type something in we want to get you guys incorporated and uh so here are our questions for the sports episode 
Why do men watch cricket? <laughs> it was funny when you told me that this question got asked because I immediately was like, do you know anybody who watches cricket? You said that you actually have been to a cricket game. but yeah, I, I went I've, to uh, cricket like practice or something when I was in England. And it, it is an interesting sport. I, I guess it's like the most similar to baseball of any other sport. So I was interested to see it. And I actually did a college presentation on cricket. And I got a really bad grade on it. And I'm still pissed about it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, part of it was it's just like a confusing sport. There's so many different variations of the game. And it can last forever. So they have like shortened versions of it. And they do tea breaks in the middle of it sometimes. And dude, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. And I wish I remembered more specific information on it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what, what men watch cricket. But at the same time, like, I hear people say the same thing about baseball. And I do think part of it is if you play a sport, you're definitely just more invested in watching it. Right, and, and you know the rules, and you know like the, the yeah. ins and outs of the game, because there's always like some subliminal things to a game that you're like, oh, this is what makes this game super special. But if you're not actually within that realm, you don't know about those subliminal things. Oh yeah, like when like uh, what's that uh, in the Olympics curling, right. that ice game? Like, I, I, people always try to act like that's the most exciting game just to be funny. Like it's it's honestly not. <laughs> it's not that exciting. Like objectively, I'm people, that game sucks. <laughs> objectively, it's not that exciting. It's a pretty boring game. But I, I mean, I, I, anyone who complains about a sport, I totally get it. NASCAR, I don't get it. I honestly, it's the most baffling sport I've ever seen in my entire life. So, yeah, anyone who wants to feel like a sports pointless, I get it. <laughs> Which actually brings us to the next question here. We also got asked, what are sports? What are How would you sports? answer that if someone uh, asked that to you? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a great question. Uh, sports are when a, one one big guy tackles another big guy. <laughs> big, just big guys tackling big guys. That's that's what sports are. <laughs> pretty sure that's uh, pretty sure that's actually just football, American football, actually. Uh, or actually, no, it could be rugby. Could yeah, be rugby. Could too, be baseball. Yeah. If you if you get plunked and you charge the mound, big guys tackling big guys. <laughs> or, or honestly, hockey, because for some reason, I just went and saw a minor league hockey game a couple of months ago, and uh, for some reason, you can just, like, fight people, and I don't understand hockey. Like, <laughs> hockey yeah. such, baff- such a baffling sport to me. It's like, okay, well, they're not getting along. Let's just, let's just fight. Like, I would love in baseball to just let people, like, duke it out. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because, um, gosh, what sport am I thinking of? Uh Oh, basketball, they always act like they're going to fight. <laughs> and then they just I – don't, I feel like basketball always ends up being, like, the most w- wimpy version where people are like, oh, you just – you blocked me, dude. I'm going to knock you out, dude. No, I'm going to knock you out. And then the teams kind of come, and they just pull each other back, and then nothing ever happens. <laughs> I feel I like know, basketball, remember, they uh, should allow fighting too. <laughs> you remember Ron Artest? He took it a little too oh, far. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> You mean Meta World Peace. He's a different man now. Meta World Peace now, but formerly known as Ron Artest, who yep. uh, went into the stands during a game and f- punched a fan and got in a fight and then got suspended for 70 games. I remember seeing that on TV the ne- like the next morning. I was like, holy fuck, this guy. Dude, it's, it's really fun to watch, actually. I've like, 
uh, one day I went and watched it like ten times in a row, like kind of recently, because it's just like he didn't even hit the right look guy, of shock, right? I don't know, but the look of shock on the fans' face right before Ron Artest punches him is like so. It's so funny. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was the guy next to him, because the guy next to him thought that he was the one that was about to get his ass kicked. And the, <laughs> I just think of like. Just imagine the situation. You're just sitting in the stands. You're like, oh, this is a good game. And you just see this guy kind of looking at you, coming up into the stands. You're like, well, this is, I don't think this is supposed to happen. (laughs) And then he just like comes at you and starts swinging. You're like, what the fuck, man? I just see, I just see my popcorn, dude. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's honestly insane. But those, those are the question. What are sports? Sports are whatever you want it to be. If you want to say chess is a sport, apparently that's okay. Anything well, can be video sport. games is a sport now. Esports, it's reaction time. Beating Brandon in basketball—that's a sport. Uh, yep. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Uh, so, what about creative ventures in our life? What update the people on what's going on with uh, good old Stephen Russell B? Since I know you like to talk about yourself. <laughs> Hell yeah! So I've been very active recently. Now that I've got a phone that's not bent, I'm back to doing live streams. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how many times a week I do it. I've been doing it almost every day, but I'd say probably around like four days a week is probably more realistic to what I normally do. And um, so it's been really fun getting back on to doing those. I also have a YouTube video that might be out at the time of some of you listening to this episode about long distance relationships that was really fun to make because for those of you who don't know, I have lived in five states in the last four years, and I've moved around quite a bit in from like ages 19 until now. And in the process, I've kind of figured out who my real friends are, how to do like relationships with family, significant others, all that kind of stuff. And I just wanted to open up in case anyone was struggling with that or just had any thoughts on it. Um, so yeah, that that should be out now. You can check it out on my YouTube channel, Butch Boss. Um, aside from that, I'll be doing at least one YouTube video a week, maybe trying to up that a little bit and doing occasional YouTube live videos. So more to come on that. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about, I think that's about it on my end. What about you? Honestly, I always feel, uh, ashamed coming into these, these situations where we got to update people on our ventures. Everything kind of is happening behind the scenes. I'm still writing songs for my next album. Um, post it on Instagram. So follow me at Brandon Flippin Music if if you want to hear uh, quick one minute covers. I plan on uh, doing full covers on my YouTube page eventually. Here, I have to get a computer that can process my audio interface because my laptop that I have right now is just dog shit. <laughs> so I have, I'm gonna get a, a computer and uh, and then I'll have some, you know more professional sounding uh recordings of of covers and maybe even throw in some some old originals since i have so many songs from back in the day but uh other than that not not much else going on still in school still at work just grinding it out that's it cool um yeah that's uh I can't think of anything else. Anything else we need to talk? Anything we're doing both together? You have dope responses, dude. <laughs> dude, incredible. 
I mean, what, I will say what I've been listening to of Brandon since I get a lot of the behind the scenes music that you guys haven't heard yet. I am very excited on all the music that's been coming out. It's definitely quite a bit different than his album that's out now. It's definitely pushing yourself to another level. And I don't know. I, I've said this before. But when Brandon writes songs, I kind of feel like it's like me writing the song too, because we both know each other's lives so well that it's just like when when I feel like Brandon's successful, I feel like I'm successful, and yeah. I like that feeling. I feel like that's a good way to to view a friendship, and it's also just like a good way for us to both stay encouraged in both of our creative endeavors. Because when Brandon's always giving me pointers on my YouTube videos, and it's yeah, it's just it's cool. Yeah, it's that mutual. We have that mutual connection. Basically, we're lovers. So if you guys want... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that does give a little bit of a foreshadow to uh, an episode that we've got coming out on Thursday. Oh, hell the, yeah. Uh, Valentine's Day one. Love languages. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're, we got two, two episodes this week for you guys. That's to make up for the one week where our technology just shit the bed and we didn't have an episode at all the entire week. So now we got two That's, coming out this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was brutal. I mean, that was just a bad technology stretch for uh, for me for sure. Yeah, <laughs> not good. Well, these are better times. Yeah, <laughs> these are these are definitely better times. <laughs> um, so back on the topic of sports, I and one you you kind of foreshadowed it earlier. But how do you, how do you think playing sports uh, kind of impacted relationships for you growing up? Uh, like with you know either with your dad because you said your dad was probably a bigger sports fan than you, or the the think about like the friendships that you still have were were any of them kind of fostered from your athletic career? Yeah, definitely. My uh, I always say that with sports there's the whole aspect of like competing with one another, but then there's this whole aspect of everything else that comes with sports, like professional sports. Like, I mean, I'll give you a prime example. Baseball was definitely like the biggest sport amongst my friend group, but not only did we play baseball with one another, but we also did like everything baseball. So we would follow the Cleveland Indians. We also played this game called MLB showdown. Are you familiar with that? Oh, hell yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, so MLB Showdown, we would play like this. It's like a card game where you would, uh, you like buy packs and then you like roll a dice and <laughs> like it would like a twenty might be a home run and then you would you'd have nine innings and then yeah, it was like this whole game. There was holographics and my, me and my friends we would trade them. Then we got into collecting baseball cards, so we would try to see like we would we would trade cards with one another. So I might trade. I was honestly kind of known as the ripoff artist of my friends, which doesn't surprise probably a lot of people because I'm so <laughs> competitive, always trying to get the better deal. So <laughs> what, what that I would play fantasy. To say is he was always the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> then I would play like um, fantasy sports with my friends and it just it really brought <laughs> video games of uh, sports, NBA Live, MVP baseball. It really just helped it helped me have friends who were into sports and that's why a big part of my life, my friends were just all into that kind of stuff until later on, I kind of found more of my niche uh, in other things. And yeah, that's, it, it really does 
it, it really does show like the different kinds of friends that I have on different parts of my life. Yeah, that it's the same it, for me. It's yeah. great though. I think a, a lot of looking at a lot of my closest friends still today were met from honestly, I think just baseball. Um, you know, back down in Tennessee, um, pretty much all of the friends that I, I stay in touch with other than you and then Mike, who was my drummer in my band, were all met through um, a, a sport of some kind. Because you just, especially if, if that's kind of your focus as a kid, you spend so much time and you also are kind of in this goal together or pursuing a goal of, you know, winning or being in something um, to be successful together. So you just kind of build that camaraderie and then you realize that things are bigger than just yourself. So I don't know. It's Sports was definitely huge for relationships for me. Um, again, a lot of my best friends come come from the, the sports that I played. But then also with my dad, my dad and I worked on baseball together. So I, I think a huge um, – a huge reason why my dad and I are so close is because we had that, that bonding experience. And honestly, I think for a while when, when baseball kind of ended for me, I think we lost a little bit of that connection because that was so much a part of, of our relationship. So it was now like, not that we could never talk about anything else, but now it was like, okay, now how do we foster this relationship in something other than what we've done for the 18 years you know, prior to that, or not 18 years, but like, maybe, I don't know, 15 years or something. Um, That's a really good point. I was, uh, cause for me, whenever I talk to my dad still, like probably every other conversation is about sports. Yeah. That, that's a huge part of me and my dad's relationship towards one another because it, it was the bonding thing of my youth was always me playing sports and like going to my games and all that stuff. So then I mean, in my adult life, like, there is something that just, like, feels good about talking about sports and just keeping up with the same team that, I mean, I've been following the Cleveland Indians now for two decades, and it's just, it's kind of cool to, to, I mean, we still haven't won the World Series yet, but we've gone to it three times during my lifetime and lost all three, which is honestly pretty crazy yeah, <laughs> and pretty bad luck, but at the same time, it's it's coming. It's coming during my lifetime. I'm feeling. I doubt it. It's it's long overdue. <laughs> it's long overdue. I highly doubt it. <laughs> the the twins are gonna win because we got the uh, the the management, not the management, but uh, the guys that uh, took over the the Cubs and got the Cubs to the World Series. You know what oh, I'm yeah. talking about? No. It's like o- the owners. <laughs> I can't remember who they are. Oh yeah. That's one thing, as much as I know about baseball, I do not, I'm really bad with like upper leaders of organizations. I'm not even really that good with managers, honestly. Yeah. Players I could name. Them. I, I'm really good with, honestly, I'm still waiting for the person who knows traditional baseball stats better than me. There are people who know like advanced metrics better than me, which is just nuts. People who know like, oh, well, his spin ratio is blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't know any of these stats, all right? Like, I could tell you how many home runs he hit or how fast. Or no, probably not even that. How many stolen bases they had or something. I couldn't tell you how many uh, spins. Of, or There's actually like a stats like rotations per second or something. You told me about a stat that I didn't even know about in baseball. Uh, war. Oh, yeah. I love war. that one. Yeah. Wins above replacement. Basically, 
how many wins do you give your team over a replacement level player at your same position? Which is a really weird stat. And like 10 is like all time great. If you get, if you have a 10 season, it's like there's maybe a couple of 10 seasons every 20 years. Like it's really rare. And there actually was two this last season. Who? Mike Trout and Mookie Betts both had over a 10 in the same season, that, which is nuts. I played against Mookie Betts. Did I tell you that? Did you? Yep. <laughs> no. He played for Overton. <laughs> I played for Franklin. And uh, we played on the, the JV team the same year, but then he also ended up – I played on varsity a little bit that year, but he was younger than me. He's he's a year younger than you and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is younger. Um, But, but yeah, he was really good back then. But, yeah, he's he's incredible. He's so good now, dude. I don't know how he's gotten this good. Wait, so when you said you played with him, yeah, he is he he's from Franklin. No, he played at Overton, so he I played against oh, he, him. Oh, you played against him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot he is from Tennessee. I yep. forgot all about that. Yeah, I played against him. Um, uh, Corbin Joseph was on my team. He he's in the the minor leagues, but his brother Caleb Joseph was the catcher for the Orioles for a while. I don't know if he still is. Um, he might the like, the, honestly the Orioles are so bad they lost like over 110 games last year. I don't even know who's on the uh, team anymore. <laughs> it's honestly like you and I could play for that team. Uh, so bad. Sonny Gray played it. I I, I oh, never yeah, played, yeah, yeah. played against him, but like I knew a lot of guys that played against him. Uh, Robbie Ray uh, played against him. Oh, yeah. um, He's pretty good. Tony Kemp played against him. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I played against a lot of good players. Uh, Logan Shore, I don't, th- I don't think he ever made to the majors yet. But uh, I actually played with him in Coon Rapids, and then uh, Chris Anderson. Uh, yeah, I played with a lot of really damn good competition. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool to also see the these people see their names in these professional leagues and be like, oh, yeah. holy shit, I played against these guys in high school. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's got to feel weird. Like, you play with someone like Mookie Betts, and then he's just, like, unreal and, like, wins MVP. Yeah. And wins the World Series. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's nuts. It, it makes me, I don't know, it's just, like, a cool thing to be like, yeah, I played against that guy at one point. <laughs> which. Oh, yeah. Which is the, the cool part about, like, the, the fact that I lived in Tennessee for a while when I with my athletic career because you had so many really good players there. And so it was, it was cool to, to have that experience. Um, so the last question, unless you – do you have anything else that you wanted to say about this? No. No. So the last question I wanted to, to, to bring up. So in the event that somehow we develop the ability to give birth to kids – I'm just kidding. <laughs> in the hypothetical future where we have kids, how much or how little would you like sports to be a part of your kid's life? They're definitely trying that like to play sports, whether it's – I mean, I'll say – I think I've mentioned this before, but I probably won't ever have my kids play football. I just – I don't see any value in them doing that. It just seems like it's got more negatives than anything else. I, I would say – Probably like basically any of the sports I play, like baseball, basketball, soccer, wrestling, swimming, golf. Like I don't know, there's a lot of sports. Not I don't know about a hot, maybe hockey. Honestly, hockey is one of those things where I like marvel at it because I only tried to ice skate once ever, and it was so hard that I'm just like, 
how can someone play a sport and do this at the same time? Do you know what's really funny about the fact that you never played football? Is sometimes I talk to you and my immediately I immediately think, how many concussions has this guy had? <laughs> <laughs> There's the joke. There's the joke. As far as I know, I've never had a concussion. I actually think I have had a concussion. I might have had two. My dad thinks that I... <laughs> For sure, he like can tell a specific game when he thought that I just seemed different after I got hit on a play. Uh, there were a couple games of football, man, where my <laughs> offensive line just did not do a very good job protecting me, <laughs> and I hit the ground hard on my head a couple of fucking times, dude. But uh, no, I I agree. Get having uh, I, I definitely I think with a lot of different things, I want my kids to try a lot of stuff and find out what they enjoy, find out what they really like to do. I think sports are huge because it gets you active, gets you developing that habit, like you said, of being active and, and doing these things physically that are good for you. But I also think that uh, it's just good for life lessons because, like we talked about, the parallels between baseball and life are, are huge. And uh, oh, you yeah. can kind of – if you pick up on that stuff, it's, it's, it's really big. So, yeah, I mean, football is the one that I'm – I love football so much, but I'm just like, I mean, I want, I, I would like my, if I had a son or something or a daughter, I don't know how <laughs> inclusive that game is going to get for women, but yeah, I would, uh, I mean, I'd like them to have the same opportunities that I have, but it's just with the head, with the head injuries, I'm just be like, play flag football until high school or something. You can still pick up some skills without risking or injury so i don't know it's it's tough to fully decide but i definitely want sports to be a part of their life i will say one other comment about kids playing sports as much as i do want my kids to play sports if they don't like them that's completely fine with me because i do think that there are other outlets that which i wish i would have spent more time on as a kid like playing an instrument or maybe doing theater or something so I think that you can find I, – I just – I want my kids to try as many different things as possible because I feel like, one, you just – you learn different skill sets, which is valuable, and, two, I think you understand more people. And I feel like a big thing in life is to not feel alone. So when you can understand people, then you're going to be less critical and be like, ooh, that's weird, or oh, that's stupid, and, like, less resentful of other people. So that's really important to me. Well, yeah, and just the, the diversity brings uh, – it, it challenges your perspectives, which when you get uh, challenged, you grow. So I think that's a, that's a huge part of, of trying a bunch of different things. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that 100%. All right. Um, well, I want to say thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you want to leave us a question or a comment about this episode or any future episodes, you can do so by um, going to Instagram or Twitter. Our Instagram and Twitter are both at EMGPod. You can also leave us a voicemail at 513-427-EMG5 or shoot us an email, emgpod at gmail.com. Aside from that, our next episode is going to be on love languages, and that's a Valentine's Day episode, so we are uh, looking forward to doing that episode a lot, and uh, we will see you on the next episode. Take it easy. Oh,